Hello and welcome to Enough, episode 180. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined as always by your host and mine, Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? I am very well. How are you? Great. Um, We are also joined today by our good friend from 52tiger.net and other areas of the internets, both recorded and non, Mr. Dave (laughs) Caleb. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me back, guys. Hey, uh, our pleasure, because uh, we're going to talk about uh, something that's uh, been on my, my mind uh, quite a bit uh, lately, and we, we, almost, we almost got off on this really good track. Um, but, but basically, uh, Dave demanded to be on. <clears throat> um, <laughs> my superpower uh, is inviting myself on other people's podcasts. Yeah, and he's he's he's, he's actually you know one of his uh, uh, as as uh, Tim Cook would say areas of intense interest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but basically, I I was in some crazy weird mood <clears throat> uh, a couple weeks back on on the ADN and was saying basically to the effect that you know I wonder at which point Apple realized that they were creating a drug. Uh, you know, or or even more appropriately, a drug delivery device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I was being, you know, in part, you know, tongue in cheek about that. It, it stemmed from this idea that I had as I was hanging Christmas lights. Yes, believe it or not, <clears throat> you know, this is what I think about when hanging Christmas lights. And I was <laughs> thinking to myself, you know, some some poor, you know, Apple. R&D, you know, tester of the iPhone, you know, before it was released on the campus as he reaches into his his uh, pocket and pulls this thing out to, you know, look at the Internet or check his email or or what have you. And he realizes, holy cow, I've, I've done this a lot today. This this is really addictive. I wonder how we can make it more so because that would I don't know hmm, sell a lot of devices, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like was building this whole like conspiracy theory in my head with Forstall, like you know having secret executive meetings about <laughs> you know about you know how do we make it even more addictive you know even even more compelling to reach for out of your pocket at every any given moment of of downtime and and that mm. sort of thing um and uh you know Dave uh, pretty much immediately cried foul on that idea i think he took me a little bit too seriously i was probably being a little bit too serious but that's that's just the mood i was in that day <clears throat> <laughs> well it's funny because I'm I'm sure that Apple has devised some wacky scheme to turn a profit in order to do that. <laughs> they do need people to want their products. Yeah, and, sure. Um, I, I do believe that um, you can become uh, inordinately interested in you know checking your phone, as people say. Um, I, mean, I see it all the time i'm sure you see it too not only in our own behavior but in other people's behavior all the time i mean all the time yeah and and i think well go ahead i just remember when the first time i used email this is a long time ago it was all command line i was in college and i had this one professor who required us to communicate with him in that way just as it was a sort of a way to prompt us to use this new tool called email you know, it was sort of interesting and kind of compelling, and it became, you know, well, we know what email is today, but then there was a point where we could get email more easily. 
and then it became easier to use. And then we people had email at work. You can communicate with your coworkers. And I remember, you probably remember this time too, both of you, that there was a point where we had this great convenience of being able to receive our work email at home. And, oh, this is awesome. And now you have your work email in your pocket. And this is something we were talking about a little bit before we started recording. And I think we can talk about it now in depth if that's okay with you two. Mm-hmm. That the pendulum, I think, is starting to swing the other way, where people now resent the fact that they're always accessible to coworkers or you know other people on the committee or relatives or anyone who can send you a message at 9:30 p.m. when you're trying to unwind in your house and have a a relaxing time and you know Saturday and Sunday aren't really restful anymore because again that. you can be connected like i think more than that like be doing what we do i mean you know we all kind of create um things which people consume for entertainment purposes mm-hmm. um criticism can come through at any point and i mean i i i if i think if there's any three of us that would would not be phased by criticism probably pat would be the one because he is no offense dave of you know that sort of mind um who who doesn't get phased by nothing but i know that me personally um you know, if I if somebody criticized me and said I don't like something or whatever, it, it plays on my mind a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there, it reminds me of that fantastic oatmeal comic from uh, a couple of weeks back, where um, is Matthew Ingram, isn't it, of the oatmeal? Yeah. And he's talking about how you can receive thousands and thousands of compliments on the internet. And it's like, oh, this is so great. Everybody loves me. Receive one negative comment. It's like, the whole world hates me. <laughs> Why do I even try? <laughs> and it kind of... So it's like even things like that, like being having being so um, connected all the time means somebody can... You can see just a little pu- like push notification just pop up on your phone from Twitter, someone saying such and such thing you did was terrible. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. well... Now I'm the saddest person in the world. Yeah. Well, and I, <clears throat> you know, and this kind of all wraps back around to my, the kind of what was underlying my my uh, treaties, which is that, you know, there are studies that are now showing that these kind of, you know, constant little areas of, of, you know, little pieces of reassurance and, 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 and promotion are actually – Choosing our dopamine levels, every you know, and and uh, you know, and and other brain chemicals that provide pleasure, right? And and mm-hmm. control and control um, satisfaction and and these sorts of things, and that, <clears throat> and 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 so when I kind of tongue in cheek referred to it as a drug delivery system. Mm-hmm. That's not entirely incorrect because that's exactly what's happening as these things. It's not just the iPhone itself, but it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's all of these things, it's these apps that we install, these constant notifications of of uh acknowledgement and reassurance and and you know are kind of giving us this little these little pleasure hits. Mm-hmm. Ping, 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 and we get addicted to those. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, there's also um, positive reinforcement going on here as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when I was 
back in school, we learned that positive reinforcement is anything that increases the likelihood that a behavior will be performed again. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you go, you're thirsty, you go to the soda machine, you put 50 cents in, the soda pops out. The next time you want to drink, you're likely to do that again. So when you get, you check Twitter and there's a message there that makes you happy, um, there's what you're talking about, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And so you identify what the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the variable is there that produces that. And so you're going to do that behavior again yeah. just to try to get that again. Now, what's amazing or not amazing, I guess uh, most effective here is that the positive reinforcement is delivered on an intermittent schedule. That means you can't predict when it's going to happen. So let's say we're back at that soda machine, and one day you go to it and you put the first quarter in and a soda pops out. Holy cow, it, it only cost me 25 cents today. And you go again and it costs 25 cents. Because This is great. On the third day, it costs 50 cents. And you think, ah, oh, well, let me try again. And if it keep trying in the sixth time, it costs 25 cents again. Well, then you just think, oh, well, it wasn't broken. I just had to give it enough of a chance. Yeah. And now yeah. you'll wait 12 tries and then yeah. you'll wait 30 tries. So yeah. if you check Twitter and there's nothing compelling there, you'll try again within a few minutes. And if right. there is something compelling on your seventh try, now you're willing to go, let's say, 21 tries and 28 tries. Right, and, right, right, right. Because you, you know it has the capability to do so and to be interesting. So you just right. keep coming back. Or, you, or of course, in, in Patrick's case, app.net, of course, Pat. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I mean, that's uh, what the, you know, the studies are showing. You know, I, so the, the one in particular that uh, kind of got me uh, down this track was, uh, you know, I'll link to it in the show notes, was a post uh, about, you know, dopamine makes you addicted to seeking information. And basically what they say is, you know, um, with the internet, Twitter, and texting, we now have an almost instant gratification of our desire to seek. Uh, mm-hmm. Want to talk with, to someone right away? Just send a text and they respond in a few seconds. Want to look up some information? Just type into Google. Um, Want to see your friends so, up to? Go to Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> we get into a dopamine-induced loop. Dopamine starts us seeking. Then we get rewarded for the seeking, which makes us seek more. It becomes harder and harder to stop looking at email, stop texting, stop checking our cell phones to see if we have a message or a new text. And that, you know, is exactly what you're saying. Um, you know, yeah. And, you know, and, and something that I'm sure by now is obvious to, you know, to all, to all involved, right? I, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine that, <clears throat> that certainly we don't, um, you know, that the conspiracy isn't so much that, you know, manufacturers are making these things, designing these things this way, and da da da. I think it's just, you know, here's a side effect, an unintended beneficial side effect to. <laughs> to the products that that we are building for ourselves here and uh you know amazingly enough they're surprisingly effective not only at getting us to check on them a lot but also at selling us stuff uh when we're checking them right um yeah because here's the next product which will deliver the reinforcement more efficiently uh you know more directly just mm-hmm. better so yeah. yes why why wouldn't i get that think yeah. about uh, uh I think it's Miller Lite that has, um, like, uh, 
what do they call it? Rifled the neck of the bottle so that the beer pours out more quickly. So it's like it's rifled, uh, like the inside yeah. of a rifle is. You know, yeah, like it, gotcha. It spins the bullet so it flies straight. Oh, fun! And, and that's what I. That's I mean, it's it's supremely silly. But I also think, well, that that's what they're doing. How can we make it deliver? It's it's <laughs> deliver the product better. faster so yeah, that you need out to quicker, right? Yeah, and so that you need to purchase more sooner, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I wonder. You know, we were saying before the show that, uh, you know, I, I think that we're starting to see kind of some not only interesting talk around this, but, it, you know, I think a fair amount of backlash. I mean, the number of of I'm ditching my iPhone, I'm ditching the smartphone, I'm, I'm ditching Twitter, Facebook, Internet, what have you, posts that I've seen in the past even couple of months has been starking, stark has been stark in its increase, right? That, um, you know, I think that I was joking before the show that I think, you know, ditching your iPhone is going to be the hipster PDA of 2013, right? (laughs) Like, you know, that's going to be the thing that, like, everyone's doing and everyone's writing about and, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that there's there's certainly something kind of becoming almost trendy about it, uh, which I find is somewhat silly and somewhat fascinating. Right. Yeah. People be walking around with like those prepaid gas station flip phones. Yeah. Yeah. And that will be like the hot, cool thing. Right. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Oh dude, you're still using an iPhone, man. Get with the times. (laughs) This thing cost me 19 bucks. (laughs) That's right, man. I don't want to get email from anyone ever. They probably <laughs> send them to me. I never read them because I could never see them because I don't have a phone like you do. So um, what yeah. Do you so, the, what do you think the motivation okay, will be? Just to get away from constant connectivity? Well, I, you know, I th- I think that you know that's obviously part of the stated uh, you know motivation. But I was actually uh, with a friend today wondering how much of it is uh, just simply because. As just a plain phone, the iPhone has known to have its problems in that department, right? Yes, yeah, that, that is it's kind very of true. not a very good phone, right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and and so, you know, I, I could almost see people walking around with like, you know, with like an iPhone and like a dumb phone, right? <laughs> like to actually receive phone calls on. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, because at least that's reliable and it works, and you know, you can hear the person on the other end, you know, nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I wonder how much of the backlash has been because of that. You know, but I do think that it is it is a lot of people realizing that the only way to kind of stop that dopamine induced loop, as it were, is to cut the loop. Mm-hmm. Right, and the only way to cut the loop really is to leave that device at home in a drawer somewhere and you know um uh came up with another with my friend who i was talking about this stuff about earlier today came up with a great product idea which is which is an an internet connected box um that uh that you get the box for free Mm -hmm. and the idea being is that uh you when you open the box you put your phone in there you close it and it sets a timer Open that box before the timer goes out, and that's when it charges your credit card. 
<laughs> oh. Like that? Wow. Huh? I do like that. <laughs> I mean, like, the goal of the company would be to, like, never make any money. You know? like that. <laughs> Right. That's the ultimate goal. <laughs> that's the ultimate goal is to, you know, is to make as little money as possible because that means that people are actually following through with their commitments. You know, and they commit to a time. They say, you know, for two hours every day, two hours every day, I'm going to, you know, set this as a commitment. Give me the box. You get the box and your phone has to go in there for two hours every day. If it doesn't go in there for at least two hours every day, you get charged. And make the charge painful, too. 50 bucks, you know? Right. Something that's going to hurt. Something really going to hurt, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, but, you know, I mean, all of these are kind of pie in the sky, sort of uh, fun to think about things. But I, I really do think that there's a lot of people for whom the only way to kind of get out of that loop is to opt out of it in the first place, right? It is amazing to me that there are, a, like this idea you're talking about now and other things that we've seen is that people are putting such invasive restrictions upon their own behavior. Yeah. Or yeah. Just, to, just to stop a behavior. It reminds me of like getting a stomach band. Like, like your weight yeah. is so out of control. You're or you're, yeah, that you have to physically change your body in order to change because you can't change your behavior on your own. Or yeah. so you have to just physically alter yourself. Yeah. And when I think of that, like I have, I'm so compelled to use my smartphone that I have to employ punishment to <laughs> to uh, to stop to curb that behavior. That's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, and and I suppose in a way, you know, the, the, and there's going to be tons of people out there, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that uh, like our friend Stephen Hackett, who, you know, has decided to go, you know, dumb phone only, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know he got a lot of feedback. You know, basically that was boiled down to, "Gosh, grow a little self control, why don't you?" You know. Yeah. Well, it's easy to say. When yeah, to right, exactly. Yeah, it is easy to say. And I think I think while certainly a lot of people have that kind of self-control, there's certainly a lot of people out there that just don't. And for them, this is the the sensible choice. Or it's the only choice, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes you kind of have to, you kind of have to go to such extreme, uh, you know, measures to you know stop the pain as it were and stop the mm-hmm. bleeding but i think on the other hand too <clears throat> you know and i've mentioned this several times before here and elsewhere you know that it's also uh the walden idea right that part of it, part of it is is not only to remove yourself from it in order to you know, in order to cut yourself off from that kind of behavior and such, but also so that being removed from it, you can get a better idea and sense of of its meaning in your life and its place and what it is you miss and what it is you don't. And so that if you come back to it later on, you're coming much you're coming back to it with a much better understanding and sense of purpose. Yeah, you have the benefit of that 
sort of introspection. Right, and that you can't get that being immersed within it, right? Yeah, it's really, really difficult to see the problems and the benefits, um, and and such being kind of right in the middle of it. I mean, the reason why Thoreau, you know, went went to Walden was so that he could write about society as an outsider and looking looking at it from without, right? Yeah. And write about society and solitude and community and these sorts of themes without being so immensely close to them that he couldn't write about them objectively. Yeah, I agree. More an observer than a participant. Yes. And I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that there's something to be said for that. I so, agree. I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, you and I were probably right on the same page. I was being a little bit more tongue-in-cheek about it. I don't necessarily think that, you know, that Apple or Google or any of these places are intentionally building drug delivery systems. But I do think that it certainly is a side benefit to them and something that we should be, you know, or, you know that this kind of behavior reinforcement that we are engaging in, um, you know, the, 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 the seeking and reward, um, you know, these are real chemical things that are happening in our brain and we should be mindful of that and our approach to such technology is, uh, should be equally as uh, considered. Yeah, absolutely. I agree too. And as a Capricorn, of course, I was being extremely literal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, the, funny, the funny thing about uh, us Libras, uh, the symbol of balance is that, in fact, like all scales, they tip a lot back and forth before they actually become perfectly balanced. Ah, uh, oh, very good. <laughs> and, I, and, and, uh, and I do that a lot. I could see both sides of just about every argument for, you know, off and on until I settle on one side being right or wrong. Yes. Or somewhere in the middle. So, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Dave. I really appreciate having you on. Uh, where well, can I was we real happy to do it. Where can we find you? You can find me at uh, 52Tiger, which you mentioned earlier, which is at 52Tiger.net, or at the unofficial Apple web blog, which is TUAW.com. Yay. So uh, I'll allow you to decide whether or not you want to stick around, but I've got something else to talk about that wasn't uh, on the agenda. But we gotta we got to talk about our friends at Squarespace first. But if you want to stick around, Dave, we'd love to have you in the conversation. I don't know. Did I invite myself to the whole show or just a segment? now? How- <laughs> I'm inviting you to the whole show if you want. Oh, awesome. I would love to stay. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, then let's talk about Squarespace and make a, make a party out of it. Okay. <laughs> so our fine uh, sponsors this week are, of course, those lovely people over at Squarespace who give you absolutely everything you need to create an amazing website. Squarespace mm-hmm. provides you with a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining your home online, whether that be a blog, portfolio, um, business site, basically anything you want to create, they can give you the tools to do it. Using Squarespace's layout engine, which is what they call their page building system, you can create custom layouts for each of your pages in a snap. It, it just takes seconds to add blocks of content such as videos, photos, uh, social media content, text, and, and loads more. They've recently added support for 500, is it 500 P- PX? Is that how you say it? Galleries? Mm-hmm. The design, uh, the, the sorry, the photo yeah, sharing site. That photo sharing, like a, the 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 Flickr like thing that all the cool kids like better. 
Yeah, they've recently added it yeah. so you can pull in your uh, photos from that service and they can display in a gallery on your site, which is awesome. You don't have to worry about what your site looks like on mobile devices too. The beautiful templates of Squarespace's version 6, which is their current and newest version, have responsive web design. So when you add images or design pages with the new Squarespace, your entire site restructures automatically to fit on every device, maintaining the beauty of the site's design. If you like stats, they have real-time analytics that are built right in, and you can do things like accessing these on the go using their iOS and Android apps, as well as being able to post to your site too. You can import from your current blog using their um, importing tool, and you can easily set up sharing and syncing with your social media accounts. Squarespace also give 24-7 award-winning customer support to help get you set up and through any problems. There's no credit card required to try out Squarespace. If you just go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, you can start a free trial. Squarespace is then $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year up front, you'll get 20% off. And if you sign up for two years up front, you'll get 25% off. But I can give you another discount of whatever your first purchase will be. If you enter the offer code 70 decibels 12, you'll get an additional 10% off at the checkout screen. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Hmm. Yeah, as we discussed last week, God, go check out some of those themes. They're just, oh, some of those templates are just amazing. In any case, uh, so uh, the the other thing I was kind of uh, hot to talk about, because I've kind of got it all in my head right now, and I think that the time of year is, is just perfect for it. Um. And and that is this, um, and a lot of these thoughts are kind of still gelling together um, for me. But um, I don't think it can be overstated how much providing simple acts of kindness can make real changes and, and re have real meaning in people's lives. Um, my, you know, my, my thought is this, um, it, you know, there, there are some very basic needs that all human beings have, food, shelter, love, um, you know, clothing, right? And it's really simple uh, to kind of think, oh, well, you know, we live in America or England or Canada or wherever and, you know, uh, we're a land of plenty and – or, you know, hey, I've made this, this clothing donation to my local shelter or this food donation to the local food bank and, and uh, you know, I've, I've done my part for those that, you know, have needs and certainly not taking away from those. Those are great, right? People should be doing a lot more of that even. <clears throat> but I think it's easy to forget how much meaning those can have for somebody else, somebody that maybe we know. How, <clears throat> now, you know, from my personal experience, you know, there was a, 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 a time about a year um, when I was a full-time single dad to my sons, you know, I was full-time single dad for a longer period of that. I've got two sons. Uh, they're adults now, but, um, 
But there was one year where when I first tried to kind of do my own thing, not work for anybody, I had uh, the office that I was working for or the company I was working for, they closed their Minneapolis office. Um, and uh, so I used that as an opportunity to try, you know, I gave myself a one-year deadline to try to build up my consulting business and live off of that. It didn't go so well. <clears throat> that entire year, I made a total of, uh, in total, for three people, um, 17865 dollars To say that we that that put us below the poverty level is an understatement, and I still don't really know how I did it. Looking back, all the bills managed to get paid. You know, we we kept a roof over our head. The heat stayed on. The electricity stayed on. I really, if you were to ask me how that worked, I have no idea. But what I do know is this. There were times when a friend of mine would invite us over for dinner. And you had no idea how much that simple meal meant to me, meant to my sons, right? We all know someone who's struggling. We all know somebody who's unemployed. We all know someone who maybe, you know, has fallen on hard times. Invite them over for dinner. Nothing special. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't say, I'm doing it because I know this will be a big help to you. And da, da, da. No, just invite them over for dinner. Just for the sake of eating. Because you have no idea how much that might help that person. Or, um, you know, you've got a friend. You know, where's your size? You've lost some weight. Maybe that friend could, could use those clothes. Give those clothes to a friend. You have no idea what that might mean to them, right? Like over half of my running gear I got from, from my, my buddy who has slimmed down and they no longer fit him. And every time I put them on, I'm so thankful. You know, he buys really nice gear and there's no way I would have bought that gear for myself, but I'm so thankful to have it. I was uh, um, talking with a friend uh, today about <clears throat> um, there's a local musician, Jeremy uh, Messersmith, who uh, has been doing the basically these uh, you know house tours. They, it's a house tour where you can like have him come and play a concert in your house for, for like you know forty bucks a ticket, you know, and for however many people come, and you know he intentionally like requests that it be like a potluck sort of thing. And my friend asked him after the show, like, you know, out of, you know, out of uh, all the things that you, you do, the, you know, the, the recording, the writing, the, you know, whether you're playing in a club or these house tours, like, what's the, the most rewarding for you? And uh, he said, actually, believe it or not, you know, it's, it's these house tours, and it's not just because of the environment and it's intimate and I, I'm feeling like I'm directly like playing for like real fans that really you know mean it and I'm coming to someone's home, but I get a plate of food out of it. And I just thought to myself, wow, and I bet if you were to press him, I bet you that that plate of food that he gets is far more meaningful than the 40 bucks a ticket, right? Far more meaningful than the money, 
right? And that just these simple little acts of kindness can mean so much more than the other things we think we're giving. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I guess this is the time of year for it as well, right? Just getting cold and Christmas. Yeah, Christmas coming up. You know, this is the time when you want to you want to try to remember that, you know, all the gifts you can give don't fit under a tree. Yeah. Um you know, and I you know, I, I can't help but be you know, reminded of the 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 not to get all religious on you. Um and I'm a Buddhist, so it doesn't matter anyway. Um <laughs> but uh the 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 whole uh, Christian story uh, about uh you know uh, the sinful woman who washes Jesus' feet and and uh you know uh you know, uses you know, you know, expensive oils and perfumes and such. And I believe it was Simon who, or it might have been Judas. I, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering right now. I think it was Simon who was like, you know, oh, you know, wait a second. You know, she's washing your your feet and she's using these oils and such. You know, that money could have been better spent on the poor. And Jesus' response was, "Well, there will always be poor. There will always be suffering." But this woman is taking the time to provide love to me right here, right now. And for that, her sins are forgiven, right? And, you know, and it's, it's that idea, right? The, 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 you know, the acts that we do anonymously for large groups of people or for these people that we will never see and never meet in person, you know, those are good and not to be discounted, but... Far more important might be that friend of yours who you may not have known that that might have been his own only meal that day because he lost his job or, you know, because he's, you know, or because she's struggling trying to take care of, a, you know, two kids after a divorce or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's easy to forget that or, you know, I can't begin to tell you one of the things we regularly do um, my wife and I, and this is a concept my wife actually introduced me to, um, is if we have any friends that have been, you know, like, you know, had medical, you know, issues or had a had recently had a baby or whatnot, um, we always try to make a, try to make a, a dinner for them, you know, just like, you know, bake up a big, you know, Pyrex pan of lasagna or something like that, you know, something <laughs> that kind of portable that you, you bring to them because, gosh, you know, when you have a new baby and you're in the midst of all the kind of craziness and relatives stopping over and, you know, all of this stuff, the last thing you want to have to do, like one of the greatest gifts you can have is not to have to think about what to make for dinner that night. Yeah. Huge, huge. And why stop there? Why not just do it for a neighbor? Just because. Just drop off dinner. Just because. If someone were to, like right now, I'm usually the one who kind of plans dinner in my in, in my family. If someone were to drop off dinner at our front door, it would be huge to me, right? It would give me back probably a good hour and a half or two of my day. And there's nothing more precious precious than the gift of time. Because it's the only resource that can't be renewed. 
And when you think about it that way, such things have so much meaning. So, yeah, in the season of gift giving, remember that. Not everything has to go under the tree, and not everything has to be given on Christmas. Wise words, my friend. All right. And with that, thank you so much, Dave, for, for being on. Thanks for having me again. I, I appreciate great. that you stuck around for, for me rambling about that message. <laughs> I'm happy to. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and Michael, where can you be found? I am on Twitter uh, and on app.net, of course, at uh, imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And Patrick can be found on app.net at Patrick Roan, P-A-T-R-I-C-K. R-H-O-N-E, and you are also at patrickrone.com and .net and minimalmac.com. Yep, and enoughbook.com. I've been pouring a lot more renewed energy into that site, uh, especially if you're interested in kind of some ongoing conversations about, um, you know, I don't know, the, the next hot trend of the year, which is the, the dumb phone, um, or any of that kind of stuff. I'm exploring that deeply at enoughbook.com. Excellent stuff. All right. With that, we'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers, my friends.